What's good, everybody? Welcome to 99 Miles Per Hour with me, your host, Percy Garner, where we talk about life and sports and everything in between. What's good, everybody? This is 99 Miles Per Hour, uh, the podcast with your host, me, Percy Garner. And we have a special guest, but uh, we'll get to him later. Uh, got some stuff to handle. Now, I talked about it last episode, but I'm going to talk about it again, just in case y'all don't get through your head. Everybody listen to this. Make sure you subscribe. And make sure I leave me a five-star rating so I can read your review from iTunes on uh, the next episode. Also, make sure you go to GetLevelPod.com to check out all the other podcasts like The Dogs. We got the uh, Alcohol Drug Coalition. We got the Adams Board. We got Brick Brother, Brick Sister. Did I get all of them? <laughs> Most of them. All the podcasts are up there on the Get Level uh, Podcast Network. And uh, thanks to Josh and Kyle for putting this on for me. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. Um, appreciate y'all. <laughs> um, also, I'm going to be live tonight, twitch.tv forward slash Bridget Garner. You know, come see me with the high level gameplay, much level entertainment, you know, CD in the third. Uh, <laughs> also, check out the store, getlevelpod.com forward slash store. Um, or shop What is it Store Shop Store Just go to the website And click store Shop Whatever Get some of that good merch One of these times I'm gonna get this intro good uh, Also uh, Make sure You uh, follow Our next guest On all of his socials They will be down In the description What you want well, Let's introduce you first Alright so our guest Is one of my long Life best friends um, I feel like I annoyed him at first, you know, I'd come to his house, try to eat all his food all the time, and he'd be like, bruh, like, tr- chill, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, him and his family and his brother Brian, they all took me in, you know, Steve, Julie, all them. Um, you know, I pretty much lived there in the Burdettes. Uh But this dude, man, um, he accepted me and, and Micah, I guess, for who we were back in the day. Um, there was never no no color thing. There was no nothing. It was just a hey, you know, we didn't all like the same thing. You know, he all like all that uh that rock and roll stuff. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> we listened to some rap back in the day. But uh, Eric has been you know one of the friends that I could go to whenever um you know he had st- he had steered me straight, and that's why I wanted to bring him on this podcast. Um, Eric Williams, everybody, how you feeling? Feeling good. Hey, I gotta say one thing real quick. Because I listened, obviously I listened to all your episodes. That's what's up. So, like, you had Micah on, then you had Daniel. Yeah. So imagine, like, you know, me being, like, the fourth one in our little circle. (laughs) Imagine me not being the most athletic that you've had on this podcast. Like, how am I not the most athletic? No, you is. So, he played, you you was everywhere. You know, he was he was hitting home runs back in the day. Nineteen when I was in major league second year. <laughs> we was in the home run race. Forget, I still can't be uh, Colby though. <laughs> forget forget Sosa and <laughs> and McGuire. You know, we was the real home run race, and I lost, but it's all good. Um, but no, nah, man. Hey, out of all of them, would you would you say you're the most athletic? I mean, Daniel. Uh, yeah. No, I'm definitely not the most athletic. I promise you. <laughs> Who got voted most athletic? Oh, me. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> no, What's your forty? 
Oh, we ain't going into that. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. But no, man, Eric, man, uh, this is the real deal. And uh, I'm just glad to have you on the episode with us. And, and we're going to get into some things. Um, but first of all, just tell us, you know, what's been going on in your life uh, recently. I mean, I can name a few things. I mean, mm-hmm. got a new crib. Well, you first know of all, saying? yeah, okay. I'm a lot less stressed out this year than I was last year. I know okay. that kind of doesn't make sense with all the COVID and all the things going on in the country and around the world, but like me personally, it's a lot less stressful now than it was last year because I had just graduated and got my license to practice therapy. And you got that the M word, your master's. But that was way back in 2013. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know my friends. I know my friends. Come on, man. Dang, I, where are my master's at? Dang. <laughs> Masters in 2013. <laughs> that was way back then, yeah. That was way back with the four flats with the Cadillac. Right. <laughs> he said right. So, uh, yeah, within a year, uh, I had just got my licensure to practice physical therapy. Uh, started building my house last. So let me let me let me break it down like this. Yep. So I take my license exam on April 4th last year. Yeah. I know that I'm starting my house building on May 1st. <laughs> All right. And like, so I, I took it, I took my, I'll get into that later, but I took my exam earlier than I normally should have in the summer because I wanted to get a leg up on the competition. So I didn't okay. want to have to compete with everybody else that just got hired. Like, uh, that just you. graduated most and got yeah, their graduated. license. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So I was just trying to, you know, take initiative. Yeah, so you. so i had that going on so there's a lot of pressure because like i had that going on and then my house was getting built may 1st and then you got to make money to pay for that i had you know i was interviewing for jobs so it was like a stressful time for sure but now it feels so much like looking back it feels so worth it because it's like (sighs) i feel so much like lifted off my shoulders and my wife's shoulders yeah and, and what year did you get married? 2017. 17. And that was a that was a time, too. So these last couple of years, you've been on it. You got married to Holly, Holly Berry, and um, got to do crib. And- I didn't marry Holly Berry. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little out of my league. <laughs> Holly. Holly. He married Holly. Sorry. Um, uh, but shout out to Holly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, putting up with this food. No, I'm joking. Right. <laughs> But that is a lot. Um, I remember when I bought my house, I was just I was going to Akron to play with the rubber ducks, um, and it was it was a little bit like buying a house is scary, you know. And so building is on a whole another level. So I can't even imagine, you know. I was moving into a house just ready. We saw what it was going to look like, and there was you know the typical thing you get when you build a house is. You got to stop over there. Well, yours is a little different because you had your dad was help working on it, mm-hmm. so it wasn't some typical construction worker taking his time, you know, <laughs> leaving his phone at the job site, but really being off site doing whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I bet that was all stressful to you too. Uh, adding on to you know taking the test and finishing school and stuff like that, because I know I'm about to start school back up. So, but um, I guess just describe like you said, it was all worth it, you know. But what what was Holly going through? From what you can see from your lens, I know you had a lot of stuff going on, but you know now she's running, uh, you know, one of the prime nursing homes in this area. Right. So yeah, she so had pressure too. 
Right. So she, she's been working as the director of therapy at Hennis Care Center in Dover. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. How, how'd y'all meet? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's, let's, let's jump back a little bit. I know you're supposed to be doing current stuff, but, you know, I, I just think this is important that we should, you know, get it out there before we talk, start talking about you and Holly's dynamic. All right. So uh, we had met at my first job, and it was her first job. Um, we worked at a therapy clinic, private practice called Concord Therapy Group. Gotcha. It was in Alliance. Um, I, cause I went to Mount Union. I had Raiders. Yeah. Purple <laughs> Raiders. I uh, went there to do some work and stuff. You worked with me a little bit there. That's um, right. At Concord. That's right. Yeah. We did some long toss in the, in the, I was the trying not to break any glass everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little wild if y'all didn't know. So anyway, so when I went to Mount, I had made, uh, contact with, uh, one of the employees at Concord, uh, reached out to him when I graduated just to get my name out there in the job market. Um, but I, this was actually, I moved home, uh, right after college. And then this guy calls me for an interview. I'm just like, man, I just moved home. Like <laughs> whatever. So I got the job and, uh, so I was driving to Alliance every day. So yeah. I was, I was staying at my parents' house, like saving money. That's smart. Uh, so, but I, I would start work at 5 a.m. So <sighs> I was getting up at like 3.30. Oh my God. Yeah. It was terrible. What was it, about 50 minute drive hour? Well, it's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> drive safe out there. <laughs> drive, drive safe, drive safe. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth um, it. <laughs> but yeah, there were some times where I left a little late. Gotcha. We're human. Whatever. But anyway. I'm never so late. You know, I'm Holly, never running. Holly was one of the therapists there. So like we were the same age. Uh, out of our group and still this day like like that group of coworkers that I had there um like I would put up against like anybody like as a group hey. of people like cuz we were so like that was close like the bond huh? that we all had like we worked so well together that's what's up um and we did things outside of work like we would all go out to dinner Friday nights movie whatever like that's what's we up. all just hung out so um it was it was weird because like she had a boyfriend, I had a girlfriend at the time, um, and then like we like I had coincidentally like broken up with my girlfriend and and she was separated and, from here. And boyfriend. in the background, the coworkers the whole time was trying to right. So they're trying to <laughs> they're trying to paint the picture like oh yeah, something was going on with Eric and Holly, but we really didn't start dating until I left my my job up there and and started working uh. at. Well, it was called Super Fitness, but now yeah. it's called Route 250. Nice. Uh, it's a new town. I wall. didn't even know that. I'm fine. So I didn't, we didn't start officially dating until after you I moved. moved I, I switched jobs. Hey, okay. So, That's what's up. But, uh, yep. So we have. So similar, he didn't meet her in the club. You know, you know what I'm saying? They weren't doing all this. I'm like, hey. I think it's important to know that we weren't looking either. Yeah. Like, it okay. wasn't like, it, it just, wasn't, it yeah. just happened. It just happened like, so like, I think there's a little bit of. You know, like I, 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 with Steve or my Steve, my contact that called me for that job. Like I look back and think, like, man, like that was like a sign because I, I, like I had just moved home for him to call me and then offer me like an interview for yeah. that job, and then me accepting that job even though I knew I had to drive fifty minutes to work every day <laughs> at three thirty in the morning. <laughs> 
you know, at the time I'm thinking like, yeah, this is what I have to do for my career. I got to, yeah, you know, got to sacrifice. Right. But like the bigger picture of things, like, like that was a sign for me to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So regardless of what anyone believes, like I, I, I think that God really had us in that same position. That's what's up. On, for a reason. And, you, and it, obviously you don't think about it a lot of stuff. Um, you probably was thinking of all the negatives, but obviously now, hindsight 2020, you're like, all right, it was definitely well oh, worth yeah. it. <laughs> now, um, as we fast forward, obviously y'all, y'all doing big things now in that, that similar field that y'all was in, obviously that was private practice, but now you're at Altman. Yeah. Okay. I work for Altman Sports Met. Nice. And like you said, she's director. She is the director at uh, a nurse home in Dover. So you guys are. She's actually two directors. She's a director there and she's a director at my house. <laughs> well, we all know. No, nah, we all know Eric needs a little directing. No, I'm playing. But that's, that's every home, man. I mean, the wife, you know, I mean, I wear the pants in my house. I'm just playing, babe. But, um, you know, she can hear this. I know. <laughs> we got to have her on episode one. Yeah. Day. But, um, but no, that's, yeah, that's how it is, man. The women, they just, they hold it all together. They make a lot of the, I think me and Josh talked about this, but they make a lot of the sacrifices, the big sacrifices. Us, man, we make the, the small ones. Um, uh, but you know, y'all caught the, 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 the garter and the bouquet. She caught the, At your wedding. Yeah. My wedding, which um, was the third. The third wedding in a row we've been to that we both caught that. No way. I promise you. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. And then, look, y'all done got married well, I mean, I mean, we kind of knew, like, we weren't going anywhere, so like, yeah. it was inevitable. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, but it's, it's good to see y'all shining, man. Y'all got a beautiful home, uh, which still ain't finished. There's still some things uh, that y'all got to do, but. You know, anytime you want me to house it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm cool with that. Um, but but I, no. want, I wanted to talk about, uh, like, the sac- like we're going back to the original question, like, with the sacrifices that Holly had to make. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I talked about this with Micah on the phone or FaceTime one time, and Micah was like, damn, that's real. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can tell. That's tough. That's tough. That's- <laughs> my, like, the reason why I said earlier I had so much pressure on me last year was like she she had also started working at Union Hospital too, so she was working seven days a week on top of her job at Ennis that she wow. works like sixty to seventy hours a week. So and she was working weekends over at Union. Dang. So like she was carrying the team hundred <laughs> percent. Like so I had like whenever I found out I passed, um like I went, she was in the kitchen at my old house and uh, she was like starting to like make something for dinner or whatever. And I showed her the computer screen and she just started crying, like, yeah. like all out crying. She, cause she was just so happy. Yeah. But I was happy too, but I wasn't happy for myself. I was happy that I did it. I could do that for her Yeah, yeah, yeah because for sure. of what she was doing. For, like she allowed me to go to school, yep. go back to school and finish so I can achieve my dream. So she was like, I'll carry, I'll carry you. Like this is even before we were married. She made this decision. So she didn't have to do any of that. Yeah. Like there was a time where it was like, I was like 25 or 26. Um, and no, I don't really, I've never told you, Micah, I haven't told anybody. Like I went through a phase of like, I don't know what my purpose is. Like I, I'm not satisfied with what I'm doing. Yeah. Like not like no offense to what I was doing over at, uh, at the gym. Yeah. But it wasn't my 
You don't feel like that was your I calling. I don't feel like that was my calling. Yeah. Um, and like, I was like in a really, really bummed out state. And we just had a conversation one day. She was like, well, I can't like, he was like, you just gotta be honest with me. Like what's going on in your head. I know you're not, something ain't right with you. Like, well, you know, us dudes, we like to, no, we could, we could. Oh yeah. Like we always <laughs> brush it off. Like, yeah. Oh no. Like, but, like mental, like the mental stuff is, is like, is real dude. It like, is. <laughs> I know wholeheartedly about that. Oh my boy. gosh. But she, I just flat out told her like, like I'm not satisfied. Like I, I feel like I'm underachieving. Um, and she was like, I know you want to do therapy school. Like, let's just do it. Like but there was, there was no, like, do you want to do this? Like, no, just, let's just do it. Yeah. And I'm like, thought of going back to school. Like, man, I don't know. Like, <laughs> and, she was just like, well, I'm like, we can't do this. Like yeah. we have to do something, you know? And she was like, well, we're 26. Like we don't have any kids. Like, like, are we like the responsibilities we have right now aren't, aren't that great. Yeah. So let's like, right now is the time knock to do it. it. Out. <laughs> let's do it now before you're 36 and wondering like, dang, I regret not going. Yeah, exactly. She's That's like, I'll, I'll work more hours. Like I'll, you know, if you need to do, you know, obviously I had to decrease my hours at the gym. Yeah to do to go to school so like for Man. two and a half years th- almost three years like her to do that that's so, so. so when i found like finding out my result like and watching her like feel so happy for me yep. like i felt happy that i did that for her yeah because like she like obviously like she's the mvp like yeah yeah and so, i i can relate to that you know crystal when she started balling when i got called up I thought she hated baseball, and I thought she, but she, it wasn't about baseball. It was just that Dog, I, I achieved when you got my. Up. What, are you tell, what are you telling? <laughs> Me achieved my dream. She was just so happy. He said, "I balled when you got." I remember, I'll never forget that phone call. Like I was, I was in the gym. It was like six in the morning. I was, I was lifting, and I saw you calling me. I was like, "Heck, he called me for." He's like, "Hey, man, don't tell nobody, but I'm getting on a plane. I'm heading to Cleveland." Tito, Tito called me up. I'm like. Are you serious? <laughs> so I remember like canceling my afternoon. I'm like, I'm that was right when I got up. Yeah. Just cause I know how, like, obviously I want to call a lot of other people, but I just know how the, the sports fan that you are. Like, mm. I was like, I got to tell E bro. <laughs> well, like just like, you know, like we're, we're like, we, we obviously me and you have played sports since we were like really, really little. Yep. So like every, you know, all, all little boys talk about like playing for their favorite team. Yeah. So like, you know, in the backyard or at the park or whatever. We used you know. to do it in real games. Right. <laughs> we used to yeah. be like, all right, who's batting stance over? Right. <laughs> but Josh know about that too. Right. <laughs> but I, I honestly, I'll never forget that. Like I, I'll, I, because I, I went to that game and I, I still have the video on my phone of you, if you running out of the bullpen up to the mound. Uh, I thought you were about to say when I almost took your dad's head off, but there was glass that protected him. He was sitting right by oh, the yeah. catcher, and that first throw I threw was like, eh. Yeah, it was uh, like five feet over the catcher. <laughs> it's probably like 99, though. <laughs> A good plug. I was high. Yeah, exactly. 99, <laughs> that's where it come from, baby. Oh, poor Ricky, man. Bullpen catcher, dude. Uh, yeah, almost killed him a couple times, but um. and I still have the game recorded on my really direct TV. Yeah. Oh man, through the times. But uh, anyways, <laughs> he said I'll vault. But yeah, we was talking about the sacrifices, and uh, you know, Holly, she she's like she's a lot like Krista to me, where they don't really show 
you know, like, man, when we get sick, we're like, oh, my God, you know. But they're just like, you know, they look at it like this is what I'm supposed to do. I take care of the, the I take care of home. This is me. So I got to do this, you know, and you never really, they're never really like complaining. They're not like, well, I've done this and everything for you. Like, <laughs> you know, they usually you wonder could. why God made women tougher than. I know. <laughs> it don't for make real, sense. Like, I know. <laughs> like I could beat her in arm wrestling, but that's about it. Like she's way tougher than me and everything else. <laughs> he had to put that out there. No, I'm just, <laughs> she's tougher, but I can still beat her in arm. <laughs> but no, man, that's. That's what's up, man. I love to hear people talk about their wives and stuff like that. And, you know, and eventually I got to have more females on here. I feel terrible, but <laughs> but we, we'll, we'll get to that point. But um, so I want you to talk about a little bit just like just real quick of just how, I guess, stressful the, the building process is. Just do a little snippet. You know, you don't have to go in too deep, but just because eventually one day I want to build. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that would like to build a house, but uh, just talk about the the day to day thought process or just what you had to go through, I guess, in building. All right, so we've been me and me and Holly have been we 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 wanted to we decided we wanted to build our house like maybe four years ago. Oh my! <laughs> so this was back like when I was in school, like, or, like like yeah, it was like right after my first year of school, of <sighs> therapy school. And because uh, we knew, um, I had I I was engaged, but I wasn't married yet. Um, and we had both decided like we wanted to like we wanted to build our dream home yep. and be there forever and raise our family, whatever. Yeah. Um, we wanted to make it exactly what we wanted, something like no one else has. Yeah. Because that kind of that's kind of our personality too. Yeah, like, for sure. For me, like I, <laughs> I'm real big into like, not. Doing whatever everyone else is doing. Yeah, you don't follow the crowd at all. You are <laughs> Eric Williams. I know there's a lot of other people named Eric Williams, but you are the only Eric right. Williams. <laughs> Eric Steve Williams. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a lot that goes into it in terms of like, first of all, you have to have a picture of like, well, do you want, like, what do you want it to look like up from the outside perspective? Yeah. And then, you know, how do you want it? Do you want an open concept? Do you want like tiered level, you know, whatever. Yeah. So you got to have like a mind. The, the reason I wanted you to talk about this is because I want people to know this is how life is. When, when you talked about you and Holly sitting down and she noticing something's wrong and she's like, let's do this. Like, we don't want any regrets when you're building a house, you have to have a visual. And I know you said you and Krista are like where you could see things before it actually happens. And me and Holly right. are like, Holly can't do yeah, that. I can't do that either. But you have to have like, and a lot of people don't do this. They don't set goals. They don't concentrate on those goals. They don't have like a vision board or they just don't think about the things they actually want or the things they want to accomplish. And they just expect it to happen. And I'm not, I don't want to preach the the law of attraction or whatever it's called, but you have to think about the things you want for it to happen. You can't, it's not just going to arrive. So when you're talking about building a house, you kind of have like got to have like a visual. Obviously, it's not going to be every to the T like, you know, we're all human and, you know, construction workers and carpenters right. and all that can't just make the perfect thing. But the process is, is it's very grueling and you have to you have to have a vision for right. it to, for well, it to work. Plus, like we had extra headache because we, we didn't use a builder. So, yeah. like, I know you kind of touched <laughs> on it before, like, like my dad was pretty much my builder. Like, That's crazy. He, uh. 
obviously he retired, so he got spent, a little time. spent pretty much the last two years helping me and her like decide and give his like you know his perspective on because he's really really good with this kind of stuff like yeah, yeah. with cars and building things and. But Holly still wanted what she wanted. So oh, she knew would, what she wanted. Yeah, but, him and her, you know. But with him going with us to different places to like, oh, okay, oh this okay, wouldn't okay. look right. I'm telling you, this wouldn't look right. Even though you're like, how do you know that? But he <laughs> yeah. just knows. Like, yeah. he's just, he's real good at it. So yeah. like, he, he pretty much did all the work. Like I, like when I would help him, he would just tell me like, hey, I need you to do this. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going out there to do this. Cause yeah. he was like, not, he was the one setting. Setting the app, yeah, and he was keeping everybody on on schedule with. That's what's up. So I mean, you know, it kind of took longer than, you know, we expected, but at first, but yeah, but you can't complain now. No, time. I can't complain now. Like, <laughs> it's definitely what I wanted <laughs> and what she wanted. That's what's but, up. Uh, but uh, excuse me. But yeah, I I kind of joke about it. Like when people at work ask me, um, same questions, like, "Dang, what's building a house like?" And I'm serious, like, you go through, like, I, I'm serious, like, I say, like, I'd rather get married 20 more times than build another house, <laughs> oh, I oh promise man. you. That's a good analogy, I, I didn't think of it like you. that, dang. Because, I, and that's, that's honestly God truth, like, there were so many times where we disagreed on things, and I can only imagine, like, if people didn't have a strong marriage, like, doing something like that would mm. just, like, mm. bring everything yeah. to the surface and be like, man, I don't know if I can... You know, like, I don't and know that, how that's people, how a lot of people do, though. They're 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 easily broken. <laughs> well, they expect everything to just be oh, I'm married now. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so great. You know, right. it's just going to be, you know, there was a tale. lot of times we disagreed <laughs> on like and it's like the littlest things too, like doorknobs and like <laughs> freaking little drawer handles and <laughs> trim color and carpet color. Uh, it's just like, holy crap. You know, like, <laughs> you got you know, like all the guys listening to this out there can understand like what I'm about to say, like, <laughs> like when it's between this or that, like a or B, whatever, like, and they both look good. Like as long as one doesn't look like a disaster, like we're like, just pick whatever you want. It's fine. Like, it's going to look fine. <laughs> well, I want your opinion. <laughs> I just gave you my opinion. Like I gave you consent <laughs> to make the choice, <laughs> to make the choice. Well, I want you to make the choice. I'm like, all right, well, I like this one. Like, oh, I was kind of leaning this one. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's why I just... Christopher, there's some things... That's that Christa, marriage in a nutshell. Yeah, 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 that is. That is exactly <laughs> how it is. Well, Krista, she knows certain things that I'm just not... She doesn't even trust my opinion on, so she didn't even ask. She just... I get home, and there's a box from Amazon. She's like, oh, yeah, these are going on the cabinets. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, she's but if cool you with did that. that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> What do you mean they're going on the cabinets? <laughs> but I do make comments. I do get my comments in. Like, oh, for real, we threw away the pink decorations to buy more pink decorations to put them up? Okay. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to go home to a nice to a nice house. I'm sorry, babe. Um, <laughs> so we are getting into the, to, to marriage. When, when you first got married, what was your expectations of, of marriage? Like, I mean, honestly, like we were together for five years before we got married. So damn, yeah. five years. Yep. So we've been together eight years total. Dang, I didn't realize that. Yep. That's crazy. So yeah, I was already honestly like honestly, you already made the choice. Well, let me ask you, what is love to you? 
There's love to me. I, I guess I'll make it multiple choice. Is it is it feelings, or or do you think it's a a choice that you make to love somebody? Well, I I think it's a little bit of both, but I I feel like it's for me it's feelings in terms of like, um, I'll go back to the example earlier. Like love to me is what she what she sacrificed so I could get what does I she do feel that or life. does she make the choice to sacrifice that for you? I don't know. Probably. Got it. No, I'm just, <laughs> well, for me, I'm just, obviously we all know my opinion just from that last comment for me, obviously, if you look up the dictionary definition of love, it's going to be like, you know, warm and fuzzies, you know, for me, that's infatuation, lust, all that stuff you feel towards a person. Um, but love for me is you deciding to, you know what, I'm going to put up with that person no matter what for the rest of my life, or it doesn't have to be your partner. I love you, Eric, you know, for real, like we homies, there's going to be some times where I might not want to do something, or I know this is going to benefit you, that I'm just going to be like, cool, you know, it's not going to be any skin off my back, and for me, that's love, and like, I bring my spirituality into it, you know, God, obviously God don't feel like lust towards us, he created us, and he loves us, so he sent his son to die for us, or he keeps giving us unlimited chances, now Christianity that, that don't really mean we got unlimited chances, but you just, he, he loves us unconditionally. No, how many times we're going to mess up. Um, and for me, that's where I get my definition, but I respect yours with the both go into it. I mean, you're not just going to love your partner just because you ch- pick someone off just the street and go, I choose to, to love her. <laughs> right. no, I get what you're saying, but I just wanted to know your, your, your I I mean, point of view. If the tables returned, I would have had the, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. That's, that's like, you know, if she had, like we talk about this too. Um, like say if I had a job offer in Phoenix. Yeah. That was a great opportunity for me for my career. Like she'd be like, Well then we'd go. Like That's good no that hesitation. you already talked about that. That's good that y'all you know what I mean, like and I would do the same for her. Yeah. So like that's just what like we're married, that's what you're that's yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. You that vows in front of God that's what you were going to do. Yes. Well, the reason I brought that up is because I had teammates, um, some of my teammates' parents actually talking to younger other teammates in professional ball saying, well, you love her, get married. And this this man is in his early 20s, barely has facial hair, you know, can't can't even drink alcohol for another couple months. And they're saying, you know, you love her, get married. I'm like, well, first of all, this man don't even know what love is. Second of all, this man still cares about, you know, himself a little bit too much. And that's not a knock. That's just how we are. You know, you grow to eventually realize, like, all right, it's not always about me. There's compromises that need to be made. Mm-hmm. Uh, but me in college, Krista wanted to take our relationship to another step. But I was always like, you know, I'm trying to play NBA 2K with my homies, Call of Duty, like, hey, relax. We don't need to spend an hour and a half on the phone every night. <laughs> right. And obviously my priorities were a little different. I was not ready for marriage then. But then, you know, 25, 24 comes around, you know, I start to like, I haven't even bought a pair of shoes technically since we've been married. You know what I'm saying? And you know me. Right. <laughs> so that's when, you know, you start to to make changes. And and, and I, I just can't wait to see whenever you and Holly are ready to, you know, go deeper and maybe have kids or do something. I just, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited to see Eric as a parent. Dude. <laughs> But uh, I I don't know. I think it's just going to be funny because none of my, you know, friends, you know, have kids like close, close friends. Well, Brandon does. 
Right. But the, the Brandon Burdett, he's <laughs> <laughs> if you know Brandon, you know he he's a funny parent. But um, some, some people might think that I might like like just because of my personality. Like you know, I'm kind of uh, introverted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, kind of. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> as far introverted as you can get, which is which is weird because of my job. Like you're you're with strangers all day. Yeah, but, you know. But I don't know what it is. Like, well. Well, there's someone I know, so well, I don't know him personally, but I listened to his podcast a couple of years ago when I started my sales uh, career. It's uh, Andy Andy Frasillo. So he is a no-nonsense guy or whatever. He's extra introvert, but he gives public speeches, inspirational speeches. That's the thing. And he gets like, paid for that. So it's like it's you can be an introvert and still – you know, do your, your job or, you know, you, you want to have, you want to help other people. Yeah. So that's, that's what you're doing. That's me. Like I, if it, if it came, if I was single and I went out, like say I went out to a bar, yep. I would, I would not, I'm like the type of guy that doesn't approach anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But I also like with my career, I would have no trouble going to a, a going to a stage full an auditorium full of people talking and, about, and talking about what I do. Yeah. Like I would feel not nervous at all. Yeah. Like I, I love going in front of people and educating. That's what's up. So, nah. um, I, I don't, I don't know why I'm kind of, that doesn't make sense to me. But yeah, that's nah, how it is. Nah, I get you. I mean, that's, that's just par for the course though. If you think about it, most situations, but since you like to, you know, educate on subjects that you feel comfortable with, and uh, you did say you had some tough questions for me coming up on the podcast. I'm kind of scared. I don't know if I'm ready to answer them, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm never going to be like that dude that's just going to make a bullcrap answer. I'm going to be like, bro, I don't know how I feel about that. Right. But uh, just to give you a a disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess I'll let you ask me some questions because obviously the state of the world, you know, we've been talking about this on a couple of our episodes dating back to Micah and stuff like that with C and Devon and all that. But, um, I mean, from your perspective, you know, being white, <laughs> um, what's your take on what's going on uh, at this point in time with, you know, racism or whatever you want to call it? Um, I have I have mixed feelings on it. Let me explain why. Yep. Like, I understand, like, the call for change. Yep. I understand. I'm totally behind that. There probably does need to be police reform. Let's just be honest. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of the other things that are going along with it, like with the whole, like we got to cancel this person because of this tweet in 2010. Oh, the cancel and culture. Like, I feel like that's distracting what, like what the message is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. That that's tough right now though, man. That, you know what I'm saying? Want, everyone so like, wants everyone shut down right now. If right. They said something. And I feel like, <laughs> We're setting a wrong precedent. Like yeah. I, I'm big on like precedent matters. Yes. So like for, for example, uh, talking about precedent, like the whole thing with recently with Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you haven't heard by now, like I'm um, just Google it because <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna research and what the what the actual fake quote was. Yeah, yeah. Um, people, I've seen outrage on social media that. Oh, the Eagles only fined him, if I'm correct yeah, on that. Yeah. His punishment was only fine. Yeah. People were like, how the, like, how can he not be cut from the team? <laughs> but hold on, because whatever year that was with Riley Cooper, yeah, 
you know, former True, white, yeah. former white wide out for the Eagles was on video camera at a concert. Said Same something N-word, along yeah. with N word with the hard R. Yeah. Like, you know, all he got was a fine. Yeah. If that happened today, he'd be, yeah, yeah. he'd be fired or <laughs> cut, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah immediately. Yeah. yeah. But think about the, 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 like the absolute storm that Eagles would have had if they would have cut Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. But not cut Riley Cooper. Yeah. So the precedent, about that. the precedent was already set. Yeah. So I feel like, and I, I'm a, I'm okay with what they, you know, they obviously um, punished him or whatever. I'm, I'm okay with all that. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think anyone, I don't think he should lose his job because I'm not, I, to me personally, like I'm, I try not to be a hypocrite on things. Yeah. And I feel like, like the cancel culture thing on social media right now is, is what. Um, it, it brings out so much hypocrisy with people, and that's what makes me like that gets me fired up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, now how can you get mad at this when you were doing this? Yeah, like, let's be consistent. People on the internet are perfect though, but if you're a celebrity and you mess up, oh, get him! <laughs> like, I I just get so like, um, like I I get so like disheartened with social media. Like, I I I have so many battles within myself. Like, man, I'm just gonna I'm about to just delete this. It's so toxic. Yeah, like it does nothing good for me right now. Like yeah. if I I get on there and scroll through Twitter for five minutes. I just get like, holy crap. I'm like fired up. Yeah. I just saw something that makes <laughs> I me I love mad. seeing some of your tweets sometimes. I'm like, ooh, Eric is fired up. Baby, let's go. I don't tweet out that much. <laughs> no, you don't. But that's when I see it. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's definitely feeling <laughs> some type of way. <laughs> a lot of my tweets are like more subliminal message, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's how you, that's how you do it. You, <laughs> <laughs> we just got to talking about this. Um, uh, that's but funny. I, I, uh, you know, like I said, like the battle of like, I, I I think social media is great, but I think the way people abuse it is just like, it, that's what kind of puts me off about it. Well, there's no and repercussions for what, oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I keep like, interrupting you. I think social media is great for a number of reasons. Well, obviously the, like the, uh, to get out what you're doing. Yeah. For yep. example. Yeah. Um, but also to, you know, keep it like the whole point of Facebook when it, when it came out was like to, I don't know, people might not remember this, but you had to have a valid college email yeah, to sign yeah, up for yeah. Facebook. Yeah. So like the whole point of it was to like, when you graduate high school, like you are going to see most of your classmates, like you yep. keep in touch this way. Yep. You know, obviously it got big and then yeah that, and it exploded <laughs> to everybody else can have, <laughs> yeah. have an account, but, um, I held out as long as I could, by the way. So everybody was like, bro, you have to have a Facebook. I was like, all right. Dude. Right. And I don't even like, I, I mean, I still have it, but I don't even really use it. To be yeah. Honest. I'm starting to use it more now, but before, because that's where most of my audience is. The people who interact with me are on Facebook. You know, I put a tweet out on Twitter and it's just crickets. So I'm like, all right, let me, <laughs> let me go over to Facebook. I know people talk to me, but I, uh, and another thing too, like with social media, People are so quick to be snarky, like who like it's like a it's like a competition of like oh who can have the like most smart Alec yeah, yeah yeah true like when it when the when the original post didn't ask for that no or when someone's comment didn't ask for that like you can't have you can't have a grown conversation on there no and here's the other thing like people people misinterpret people's tone oh yeah because it's in writing yep so it's not like like when people say like, man, people are so sensitive now. I feel like people have always been that way. It's just like, 
now everyone can share each other's feelings at the yeah. drop of a hat. Yeah. Like it's in, back in 1995, like you had to call somebody if you were mad at them. Yeah. <laughs> and most of the time they probably didn't call because it was like, nah, it's just a waste of time. Yeah. It'll blow over. Yeah. But now it's like, oh. Like, oh, and you had a certain amount of phones. Right. You either had to go to a pay phone or kick, you know, your sister off the phone. or <laughs> Right. So, like, you know, my the church I go to, um, Authentic Church in New Philly, uh, off over by uh, the Eagle Truck Stop, kind of by my new okay. house. Okay. Um, in one of the small groups, we talked about social media, and uh, our pastor Josh he had mentioned social media makes us feel insecure. Yeah. And we have to not allow it to, like, bring our insecurities out. Meaning, like, when you're scrolling through Instagram, and like say um, you have friends that they're dating or they're married or whatever. And you know, behind the scenes, like, man, they fight all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like they're they're I don't think their marriage is, or their, their relationship is that great. But if you look at their social media, yeah. You're like, dang, they're way better than us. Yeah. <laughs> look how happy they are. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what he was talking about with like, that's just a snapshot. That's a one second snapshot of, that moment. Yeah. That doesn't mean everything behind the scenes is happy yeah. like in their life. For sure. So it's, it, it kind of took a lot of like, that was like one of those moments I was like, mm. cause I've been guilty of that. Like I've like, um, even with like you guys, like not saying like, not like you and Micah and like, not like you and Chris's like marriage, but yeah. like, like, uh, like if, if you or Micah posted a picture, I've had feelings of like, you know, like, dang, I wish that was me, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I have that a lot. Right. But it, it takes a lot of, uh, I feel like it takes a lot of maturity to not let that take well, over. I'm still struggling with that. You know, I, I mean? you know, I want to have a big following. I know my type of personality and I would love to have a big following, you know, on Twitter or Instagram. So when I, you know, see me post something and it gets 18 likes in four days, I'm like, damn, no one cares right. about that one. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think, I, I think a, yeah, a lot of people rough. are so like their life is driven on how many likes can I get or how many shares can I, you know, whatever yeah. it is, how many retweets can I get? It's yeah. just like, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's just me. I don't care about that stuff. Like I, I and you know, you know me, so, you know, I don't yeah. really care what people think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But there's a part of that as well. But like when I, like I get embarrassed, like honest to God, like I get embarrassed when there's people, I won't say any names. But that are older than me that I respect that they act like like how I I only think I would have acted like that in high school when I didn't know any better. Yeah. Just to see people act the way they do, it's just like, man, what are you like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> that doesn't I don't know, that kind of just puts me off and I feel I feel bad that people get this way. Um and it makes them so volatile and like, Yeah. And they just tweet at, tweet out of emotion or write on Facebook out of emotion without taking a step back and having a breather and thinking like, is this probably a good thing to hit send or post? Yeah. On? You know what I mean? Like, that all started on Facebook. That's when Facebook statuses, you're just like, oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> well, plus like, you know, like for me, like I work where I work, you know, where I work is a really respected place. Like, and I know whatever I post on social media, like even though I I'm posting it from my house, 
on Saturday night or whatever. Like I still represent the people I work with and, True. and the people I work for and the patients I take care of. Yeah. So you have to have some kind of maturity level of like, yeah. if you're really mad at somebody, then you need to have a conversation with them so you can understand each other's tone rather than being snarky. That's yeah. just my point of view. No, and I, I mean, I completely agree. If you watch, and I don't know how true or authentic it was, but if you watch like Will Smith and Jada, obviously they had some controversy come out and how they just take it to the, the show right. like this and just talk about it. And it's like, dang. But, I mean, they just talked about it. I don't know if that was the first time they talked about it or, but, and you can, some of the reactions to me looked authentic. Like Will was like, oh, it was an entanglement. Like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. I don't. I think that was kind of authentic as well. Yeah. Like just from my, I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't think they talked about this before. <laughs> and I think that's important. I'm, I'm not saying you have to go announce everything. It's better to have, you know, obviously those two are living a different lifestyle than most people. But I think it's something, and it, it's okay to wait a little bit. I'm gonna say, me and Krista, when I get mad at Krista, or irritated, or annoyed at something she's done or said or whatever. And most of the time, it's not something she's done. It's something, you know, where she's made, like, my insecurities, my own insecurities, you know, making me be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she said that, man, and my bad husband or father or something like that. It's not like she's done something to offend me. It's just usually my own insecurities. But I, I don't take it up with her right away. And I think the same way with her, you know. And, and it's not healthy, I don't think, to hold on to a lot. And But I've made it a point in our household to go, A, Look, whenever you're feeling something, come to me. Like, I don't want it boiling over, right. you know, because I try to do the same thing. And she could tell with me, I'm, I can't hide my feelings mm -hmm. at all. Like, if she says something to hurt my feelings, she can tell I get, because I get animated. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. she's right. like, why are you raising your voice? I'm like, good, man. Cause, and she's like the only person that can really get under my skin. If you say something about me, I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. <laughs> but if she says the littlest thing, like, right. you know, dang, you stink. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I don't stink, you know? <laughs> But I just, you know, I have an expectation. The wife is supposed to look at me like she did right. when we first had that physical infatuation. And now it's not there where she's just like doesn't worship the ground I walk on or I don't worship the ground she walks on now. It's just, um, you know, I still try to treat it like a queen. But it's not like when you first get in that relationship, it's like, oh, my gosh, I want to talk to you all the time. You right. know, and it's just that's that's not realistic. Keep that going. But which is a kind of a I know we're get back onto what we're talking about with what's going on in the world. But, yeah. Uh, that, that's a good point because um, over at the, uh, uh, over at Authentic, we had a marriage group that we went to for like nice. five, five weeks, five sessions. Okay. Like every Friday night for like whatever. <laughs> but the first night we talked about, um, uh, Josh said something. I, I don't know exactly what the quote was, but he said like, Something along the lines of like, like marriage isn't for everybody. It's only for mature people. Mm. And that's the reaction that I had. I was like, mm. <laughs> so th what you just said is like exactly what that means. Like yeah. The, wow. when that, when that one phase wears off, if you have nothing there, then you're not meant like, the, don't force it. Like yeah. If you can, if you can, like when that phase wears off and you you can you can love her even more or she can love you even more. That's when you know. Yeah. And and me and Crystal, we we're we we're intentional about it when we were younger. And I'm I'm proud of like how our, our marriage has played out. Obviously we still it's always a work in progress, but the thing we did well was we were searching 
and the best way to love each other to like, so it'll, it'll work no matter what. Um, and we, you know, found the book, the five love languages, and I don't always abide by it, but I know what her love language is, but I don't always, you know, really attack it like I should. Right. But, um, cause it's just not something I like to do. You know, <laughs> she's, she's a, her love language is service. So if I wash the dishes, if I fix something around the house, if I sweep, do anything that she was dreading doing, it's like, I'm the hero. Right. But if I was playing for the Indians and I struck out 10 through a no hitter, she's like, all right, cool. Job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, sweet, you know. But she's the type <laughs> of wife, though, if I did bad, she would let me know. <laughs> like, what were you doing? Yeah, she would never <laughs> blow my head up. But even when I'm down, she would still be like, what the, what, what was that today? I'm like, babe, come on. I can't come home to some <laughs> right. some, some tender loving care. Give me some TLC, baby. I right. suck today. <laughs> But, um, you know, that's her, though. I like that because that's how my dad was. And I really don't have that as much. Like, my dad was on me, you know. Um, and, and her being like that, it really, like, I, I appreciate it, even though, you know, it gets under my skin. But I need right. it. <laughs> we all know I need it. But, yeah, back to to what's going on. Yeah, so and let me. Uh, we talked about cancel culture. Is there, what, did you want to elaborate on that more or did you want to get to uh, me being black? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so i i i like off you know off the mic or off air i guess I, I don't know we're not live so yeah off camera yeah i i've had conversations with you and micah separately and together yep um and i said like hey you know if i ever go on your podcast we should have a conversation about this kind of stuff and this was way back i mean how many things have happened since then yeah yeah, yeah true it's like one after another yeah yep um, and I just want you, like, I kind of want to give you the opportunity to like educate people because we come from obviously a predominantly white mm-hmm. community for sure. Yep. So, um, I, and I feel like, cause I'm guilty of it too. Like when, when you hear like, that's racist, that's racist, that's racist, that's racist. Like you can just kind of get like, Oh my gosh, like yeah. everything's racist. Like, <laughs> And it kind of just like wears you down. Yeah. So I feel like that could like for the majority of white people, like I feel like that is where some of the anger and like the kind of like brushing things off occurs because they like, constantly so thrown yeah. in our face. Like you can't do that. You can't say that. Blah, blah, blah. You can't yeah. have these thoughts, but I kind of want to ask you questions like so you can educate people. Um, on what some of the stuff that they hear means. So, like, I know I've already asked you, Micah, this, but for the audience, when you hear the word oppression, because mm-hmm. that's what back in 2016, Colin Kaepernick, when he first when he sat down during the national anthem. Yeah, and, I forgot about that. I thought right. I thought he went straight to the knee, but I forgot. But then right. he talked to a military. So he sat on the bench, like leaning back, like. Obviously, he had that look on his face like, man, I'm not, I don't care about this. Yeah. And then, you know, Nate Boyer was his teammate who was a veteran. Yep. Um, said like, hey, man, I get what you're doing, but I think it'd be better if you took a knee. I think it's more respectful. Yeah. So then when he had to explain that to the media afterwards, he said, you know, black people are, are oppressed in this country. So, like for me, like when I hear oppressed, like, I think like you and I can't do the same things. Yeah. Like 
um, like I can apply for a loan and you can't. Yeah. Or I can buy a car and you can't. I can get this job and you can't. So what? You want like specific examples, right? We And I know we come from a an area that isn't, you know, we're not in New York City. We're not like we're not. A, and what do you mean by that? Like in terms of like volume of black people, like African-American okay, gotcha, gotcha, in gotcha. a general area gotcha, gotcha. Like, or Columbus or Cleveland, whatever. Yeah. We're not a city. Yeah. So there might not be, there might be less of it here yeah. in terms of oppression, but what can you provide like any examples of what he might've been talking about? For sure. Um, so one thing that I would say just out front and I guess this really doesn't hit on it, but it's just the immediate, and I've faced this a lot, even no matter what, once people get to know me, then their opinion changes. But before that, it's straight up, it's preconceived what my actions or what I've done in the past or what type of person I am, uh, and which is a stereotype, obviously. You know, maybe the person thinks I'm scary or something like that, right from jump. Um, so... And there's a lot of preconceived things of, of black people aren't as educated or they don't know how to do certain things. Um, so just for certain, I guess, they're like for coaches, and I know there's a big push in the NFL right now. Um, but when when you're recruiting, and and I would, I, I would say black people are guilty of this as well, like, saying, Hey, you know, white people, they, you know, they can't jump or something like that. It's, 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 it's an equal thing. Um, and everybody thinks that though, you know, Oh, he's a white dude. He's got to be a shooter. If he's on the court, Kyle Corver, you know, there's not of, uh, or a black dude. Oh, he's athletic. He's probably going to dunk on somebody or something like that, you know? Um, and they just assume we're going to be athletic. They don't assume we're going to go to Harvard and be uh, a medical student or have a law degree or something like that. And, and that goes as far as when you show up to uh, an interview, like I have an example, I'm not going to mention any names, but someone showed up to interview for a high position in a, a nonprofit organization and their name doesn't give away that they're black. Nothing really gives it away. And they show up and it, it's um, <laughs> the person that interviews them is like right away is like, you can just tell their reaction. Like I wasn't there, but I'm saying that person that is doing the interview, they already know their reaction and not, and not necessarily in this situation. Did it negatively affect them getting the job? Because ultimately they got the job because they were incredibly qualified and they right. had no other opportunity, but, um, it, it's, it's just, you're, it makes you aware and something you shouldn't have to think about when you're coming to an interview should be, if you're going to be nervous, you should be thinking about, okay, like, what am I going to say? Or, or did I, am I qualified for this job or what questions are they going to ask? And just be paired that way. Not thinking, Hey, is this person going to think less of me because I'm black or showing up or because, you know, situations, but it can also work in the other way. So I've been pulled over. They take my license. They Google my name, literally come back to the car and say, look, I'm not going to cite you. You know, I, you look like an athlete, man. So go on about your day. And that's a time where I'm like, shoo. Right. But at the same token, what happens to me if I'm not in that situation? And there's a clearly in it, like in Georgia, I got pulled over two cops approach one from this side, one from this side. And I'm in a Lexus windows are tinted. They're illegal, but they're not like limo. And 
Uh, I might have been speeding. It was a 65. I think I was going 77. I, I, I've been going on in a normal car in Tuscarawas right. County doing that, and I got pulled over. And they approached me and make me get out of the car. I'm 21, not thinking about the time. This is before social media, before it was known that, you know, cops are killing black people all the time. So me, being a kid from here, who has been an, ap- an exceptional athlete, who's known in the area and kind of got a pass in these situations, when I got told to get out of my car, let them search it, I thought nothing of it. I got on my phone. Like you were just doing what they told Yeah, I'm just like, all right, cool. You know, not thinking like, wait, why are they searching my car? Like, I'm 21. I'm driving to spring training. Like, <laughs> right. my car is full of clothes. I look like a college kid. Like, what's <laughs> what are they worried about? Um, so that situation, if, if like, I don't want to speak for them, but I'm guessing they would, if you would ask them that, or if you ask a police officer that, they'll, they'll probably say, like, they're just going off statistics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, maybe most, I don't know the exact statistics of it, but most of the time, they're looking to see if they can find anything they can get you. True, 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 true. So they're looking, they're hoping to find weed or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or weapon or whatever. Yeah, for sure. For because, sure. you know, and they're, I'm not, like, I'm, don't take this, like, I'm not giving anyone a pass on either. No, so yeah, yeah, no, I got you. Being just being middle, real. We're so. trying to, trying to get to the right. point. And that, I'm just kind of saying, like, I'm, I guarantee you that's what they would say if you, if they were sitting here and you asked them, like, that, that exact officer, like, why'd you search my car? I guarantee you he'd be like. And part of our jobs, we have to do that as a recruiter or someone like as a cop, you have to use certain judgments based off of what you've seen in the past. Right. No matter if that is being ignorant or media showing you this or it's just what you've seen. And that's what happens. Right. Um, Another thing I've heard and I've heard this, you know, from people close that I love, um, you know, well, well. It's really not that bad, you know. They don't talk about all the black people killing black people. And I don't know what people's opinion of this is, but that is called proximity crime. Black people live near black people, so they're going to commit crime on each other, just like white people commit crime on white people. You can't that can't be held to a same standard as a as a police officer. Now, I know that's not oppression. I just want to get that on my chest. Uh, <laughs> but when I think of oppression, it's it's hard to go in like with the, and when you watch a movie like Selma, that's obvious oppression. But when I'm thinking of 2020 and if I'm uh, not a professional athlete and I'm looking something I would like to do, which is computer technology, that's either program, make software, you know, for a phone or a computer. Um, I've went on a couple of video, uh, videos. I went on a couple of interviews and the interview wasn't even held like a typical interview. I was interviewing for a software development job and I ended up, they would talk to me a little bit and they would just go, you know, well, you know what? I think maybe you should try sales or something. You know, you can, you shouldn't be behind a computer. And I'm just like, you know why? Like I went to school, like I went to school right. for this. This is what I want to do. Ask, let's figure out if I'm actually qualified for the job. And, uh, and stuff like in in, the, in those situations, that's those are more direct. Um, but there's always underlining tone like there could have been a reason. He maybe thought, hey, this guy handles himself well. He right. His social skills are really good. And the way he conversates with me is great. He'd be good in front of a customer, not behind a computer. Could be fair. Um, 
But then again, in the last episode, I was talking about with Devon, Morgan Freeman, those actors and celebrities were talking about, well, racism is only here because we talk about it. I don't like that too, though. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. They got me thinking. And, you know, I, there is some type of, you know, some people would admit, like Denzel did admit, that the system is sort of against just the way it's set up. But on the same token, you know, it's, it's part of our own fault. What do you, what's your response to, um, for example, uh, when uh, Rob Parker, you know who Rob Parker is? Yeah, I don't like him. It's like, no. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, he works for uh, yes. Fox Sports. No, Fox Sports. He used okay. to work for ESPN. Okay. He used to be a guest on First Take back when Skip was. Yeah. But he had got fired from ESPN oh, for I didn't know that. saying, um, Whenever uh, RG3 played for the uh, Washington, I was yeah. going to say Redskins, but Washington. <laughs> um, he had got fired for saying uh, or something along the lines of, like, he didn't like RG3 or he was mad at RG3 because he, he wasn't black enough. Ooh. So a black man calling another black man not black enough for Uncle Tom or Coonan. Like, yep, what yep, was yep. your response to that? Uh, so me and Micah touched on this a little bit, and I'm I'm glad you brought this up. So this is something I've I've or been, sell out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been that's been directed at me a lot through my life from black and white people. I've had white people tell me that I'm not black, and I'm like, well, in that situation, it's a whole different it's a whole different dynamic. Um, and I'm used to you know white people saying that to me, and I'm like, huh, but that's a whole different thing when it's coming from you know, someone of African-American descent who's supposed to be my homie. You know, I don't mean that in that way. It's supposed to be my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that hurts deeper. And it's the way I look at that is they're ignorant. They're, they need to be more educated because they sound very, I guess, racist as well. Because <laughs> wh- right. what's up? Are you fitting into the stereotype? How should a black person talk? How should they walk? Like, is there a, is there a, is there a, a way? Is there a test? Like, I have to pass. Um, and that that did always bug me. And Micah went through that a little bit too, which I thought was weird. I didn't think Micah would have been going through that. But when he went to college, you know, they said he talked white and stuff like that. Um, but for me, they you don't know, you know, what my background was. They assumed I was rich because I had a good education. Thank you, Dover. Uh, <laughs> and we look like you about you wanted to say something. Right. I got two points to that. Um one, like people should be proud of who they are. Like you should be proud of who you are. Yeah. Um black or not black. Like, yeah. like I, I'm not afraid to say I'm proud of who I am and who I came from. Like yeah. like you know, the the values and and things I learned from my parents that learned from their parents. Like that's like, I feel like that's, that's the whole essence of what you're, of what you're supposed to do with your kids. Like you're supposed yeah. to teach your, like my mom and dad never taught me about like, Oh, Percy can't come over cause he's black. Yeah. No, tell him, tell him to come over. You know yeah. how it was. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, so I, I had this conversation today with a, a patient of mine. Oh, okay. um, Cause I, I honestly got like, I I'll talk about this stuff with my patients. Cause my patients are, if it's not 50, 50, like, like black and white, it's like maybe 55, 45, gotcha. like white. Um, 
Uh, and I'm not afraid to bring this up if they're willing to talk about it because we have an hour. Like, say I'm stretching them. Like, yeah, there's a lot of dead. And um, <laughs> you know, you kind of. But plus, like you know, with, like when you're working, I, I. What's cool about that job is you get to learn from people that didn't come from where I came from. Like, yeah. I know about you and Micah. Like, I know about your experiences here. Yeah. So, like, what's someone's experiences from Stark County? Yeah. A little bit more. Uh, populated with African American yep. community, you know. Yep. So, like, um, this particular woman today, when I asked her about uh, kind of the same stuff, uh, she she just said, "That's just it." Like, like uh, she goes, "People shouldn't like." She goes, "I just can't understand why people care so much about what other people is doing." Like, like if you want to be gay, be like that shouldn't affect you. Yeah. Like, if you want to marry a white girl, that shouldn't affect, like, anybody else from yeah, the house. That should true. just affect you guys. Like, that's what you guys want to do. Yeah. Like, and I told her, I'm like, I'm the same way. Like, you know, I, I don't care. Like, like that's never bothered me. Like, seeing interracial relationships or, like, gay relationships or lesbian, you know, yeah. trans. Like, I, that's what they want to do. Like, yeah. that's not what I want to do, but... And they don't want to do what them. I want to do. Like, yeah, yeah. So. And it's not that they don't dislike you for right. wanting to be <laughs> like right. It's not like they look at me like a traditional marriage, like, oh, my God, I can't believe them. Yeah, like, yeah. How would they, how could they do that? Like, yeah. why aren't they like us? Like, yeah. That, well, why do we do that to them, though? It's just, that doesn't compute to me. But I think that goes back to, like, that's kind of how I was brought up. Like, we didn't see things like that. Like, I wasn't taught. Like, cause when you're a kid, kids will play with kids. They yeah. don't care what you look like. Yep. Like when you're little, like you don't care. Like, but whenever, whenever people are old enough to have their minds kind of warped into thinking a certain way, like that's, you know, that's, that's where it's like the parent's job to. Yeah. To step in or just make an influence. And right. cause like we, I talked about with Devon is. They, your kids see everything you're doing, no matter how little it is. I remember this is how my dad ate cereal. He held the, <laughs> the spoon like this, and I'm like, dang, he looked like a caveman. It's just little stuff like that. I know how my dad picked his nose and flicked boogers out of the door, out of the window. <laughs> it's just you you notice all the little things because if you ever if you ever once you have a child, you'll understand. Like if you have like a toenail from your toe on white carpet, they will find that somehow. Like they just. They can see, they just know the little stuff. And by then, obviously, you're an adult. You have more pressing matters like bills and your job and stuff to worry about. Right. Um, it's just crazy. And and the impact that you have when you're, on your kid, a lot of people just don't realize it. And and sometimes it's too late. Right. And for me, it's, it's and I'm being intentional about it a little bit. And I learned a lot about from, from that Will Smith and Jada. I like their Red Table Talk. He was talking about on Father's Day how his dad was. And I'm recycling content i just talked about this with devon but i just love it so much like will smith is so in, he's not going to be the father out in the front yard throwing the ball with his son with Jaden. Mm -hmm. but if there's a teaching moment he's attacking that and he's a te he's teaching him the right well in his opinion the right way to think behave mm -hmm. um, on that matter you know so for me it, it's something that we should care about more um, cause even being, you know, the Bible says, you know, you, your wife should be number one. You guys become one. Um, but obviously like, I feel like in America, we don't act like that. You know, the kids, especially when they're little, you, 
oh, the kids, the kids, you know, you know, I love my kids. Um, parenting is something we should really treasure more than what we do. Um, but for me, I think it's, it's something that you have to instill in your child early on, white, black, whatever, that like, it doesn't matter. You know, if you like that person, don't let another human being affect your relationship with another person. Like that should not be on your thought process. And I'm guilty of that. I've struggled with that. If someone makes a remark to me, I've broken up with girls because of what I was afraid what other people would think. And it, it obviously that sounds superficial. That's just true. <laughs> um, and I've dealt with that. You know, I couldn't, you know, I don't want to throw people under the bus, but there was times where I couldn't be with my now wife because of my color of my skin. And um, I've held off saying this a lot. And I like our relationship now is so good and we could talk about anything. But at the time, you know, I didn't realize how real it was, right. um, but it, it was it was tough. And, you know, I love my in-laws now, but, you know, right. hope they don't take this the wrong way. But, hey, it's, it's out there now. But I just it, it was a struggle and now it's not. So um, they met me. They liked me as a person. And that's how it was in my relationship before that. I didn't know it was an issue. But they still bit the bullet. They met me. They loved me. And it was over. I yeah, never even knew. That. I know. <laughs> imagine that. But I didn't know until the next relationship with Krista that that was an issue the first time. They're like, oh, yeah, that was an issue, too. I'm like, here's what the, the thing. Hell? Like, when I hear that, I bet you people's experiences with with black people. I'm just speaking maybe like black males. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, they're thinking of, you know, the, the stereotypical, like, pants sagging. Yeah. Do rag. What on. they grew up on. 80s, 90s. They might have had a they, bad experience yeah. with somebody like looking at them the wrong, like, like kind of, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of lump like, well, dang, like, I don't want my daughter dating, dating a black guy. Yeah. Even though like everyone that clearly knows you. Like, yeah. Like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. It was wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, I don't, I don't know what you can, more you could ask for. Yeah. Like if, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm a great person. No, I'm just <laughs> I mean, but you know what I mean. No, I know what you like, mean. I just, I thought it'd be funny if I said that. The, um, the, the thing I... Well, you get what I'm saying. Like, I feel like, uh, I, I think Micah would say the same thing. Like, I've, like people that have bad experience with a whatever race. Yeah. Uh, over, if it's black people that grew up in a predominantly black area and white people kind of looked at them the wrong way at the store, like, you know, like, then... Now he starts to... Put now, all white people in the right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of and the whole thing with police too. Like I, you know, like start to group them. We're made of stereotypes. I know. If you're this way, everybody must be that way, or you're the same, or you know, they just like to to categorize things so they, you know, they know they might right. they might actually be ignorant on the subject. But if you can categorize stuff and make it a one way, just like the example I wanted to say is what did I want to say? If you um, we were just what were we just saying? I had something gold talking about too, stereoty- like stereotyping. Stereotypes. I don't lost we're it. Talking bro. about police. Anyways, go ahead. But what? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I I can give you an example from a guy I work with. He used to be a police officer. I won't say where. Yeah. But I asked him his opinion about what's going on, like with the riots and yeah. the protests and whatever, and he said. He said, man, I'm so, I see, he goes, I feel so bad for those guys. Like, because he's like, I'm telling you right now, the majority of us, like 
we just want to clock in, not do die. our job, <laughs> go home to our family. Like yeah. that's literally all we want to do. Like we want to make sure everyone's safe. We don't want no trouble. And he goes, when they're standing there in riot gear, like a lot of those guys are thinking what I just said. They don't want to, they don't want to pick fights with you, but if I mean they have, they also have a job to do. Like they swore in, yeah, to yeah. protect. Yep, so yeah. if someone's messing, like if they come up and like assault, like they don't want to put you down and assault you back. Like, yeah. But that's just he goes. That's such a tough situation because they don't want to. They want they want to protect your right to protest. Yeah. But like they don't want anything bad to happen. Yeah. Which I'm like I'm extremely happy like around our area. Like we've had, we've had demonstration walks and whatever. Yeah. Um, and police have walked with them. Um, and I, I think that shows a great, like, um, that, like that won't be shown on social media. No, no, that's not, that's not social media enough. grabs like the most extreme yeah. thing. Yeah. They're and not going to grab what, when the crowd of black clicks. people jump in front of a target and say, no, you're not destroying this target. This is our right. neighborhood target. So <clears throat> I thought that was very interesting. And I'm, I'm glad I thought of that to share because like, uh, I know he come from a more smaller police department when and like compared to like Minneapolis. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But the same, it just goes without saying like he, um, you know, it's kind of like the military, like there's a brotherhood with, yep. with officers. Like, so it's just like football team. Yeah. Like, when we're out on that field, you know, we're one unit. You'll do anything. I'll do anything. I'm not going to, and I'll, I'll be the first one. And I, when I had this conversation with this guy, like we both said, like, we're like, man, what was that guy? Like the, the officer that killed George yeah. Floyd? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, honest <laughs> to God, like, what? Yeah. Like have some awareness of what, like yeah. with everything that's been going on since I, I, I mean, there's probably, obviously there's been more, yeah. but I'll start it with Trayvon Martin. Yeah. 2012. Yeah. 2011, 2012. Yeah. Like how many have been since then? You know, yeah. Freddie Gray. Well, yeah, there's a Garner. Garner Garner, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like all the other ones that have happened and that have been like high profile cases. Like everyone saw it on social media and on the news. Like it was a, it's a real grabby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you have to have, I just can't, like, I don't understand the, lack of awareness that you can have yeah and when everything's record everything everything's recorded you're wearing a camera on your own freaking chest yeah like i i just i just can't believe that happened like i i just and he's just like and the, my friend that's a former officer he said the exact same thing he's like that guy's just a scumbag like yeah he's like that he's not one of he's not one of us meaning like brotherhood yeah just just like uh you know, a, a gang member is doesn't represent me, and I don't represent a gang member. Or everyone has their own. You know, I feel like like I, I hate to talk about my job, but uh, it's I can relate to it, obviously. So I feel like if more people did what I do, and like you can kind of get the sense of like not everyone is painted out to be like as bad as yeah. what I'm told. Yeah, or yeah. What, what my parents told me, or. Say if you if 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 I grew up with like racist thoughts like embedded in me, yeah, like, or hateful thoughts embedded into me, like, and then I work this job, I'd be like, 
I don't like that doesn't relate to what I was taught when I was younger. Yeah, this these, doesn't make like, any sense. These people yeah. are the exact same as anybody else I treat. Yeah. Like, um, I, I feel like if people had jobs where or they did something that interacted with multiple races. Yeah. Because I've you know with with what I do is there's Hispanic people, there's black people, there's white people. I've had I have someone from Romania before. Like, it's just cool to talk to them. Like, talk to them about their life experiences. Like, yeah. Why can't like why is that so hard to do? Like I I, I, I just get so confused with what people <laughs> like struggle with that. You know what I mean? Like why would you just want to be like labeled in this one small yeah. where you can there's so much more to learn. Yeah, like, true, that's, true, true. That's how I am. Like obviously I believe what I believe in my spirituality. And what I was gonna say earlier was about was about church and stuff like that. Like uh let's see if I can put it into words the way I want. So you were talking about we were talking about, you know, um, seeing black people a certain way. This is a stereotype. Like when you're, when you're talking about religion and you're still can't put into words, God dang it. <laughs> How's I going to say this? Um, I can't, I can't get it. Josh, help me out. It's like, no, I'm joking. I wish I could say some things for y'all to be like, Oh, and just latch onto it. But it would it would be like painting, you know. I I want to learn. Uh, I, like I don't corner myself to only know exactly what my church says. Like I talk to all different people. I talk to people who believe all different things, and I learn that because. And I've been a guy in the bullpen where people can talk to me and know I'm not going to come in with a like a vicious mentality and attack them and say this is what you believe or what you should believe. I. I like to, I just like to talk and learn. Most people just don't like to learn though. Like listening, I had to learn to listen as much as I talk and I've cut you off. I don't know how many times in this podcast, just cause that's cut just, each other off. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I'm fine with it, but, um, that's just how I talk. Like I talk a lot. Um, but I'm trying to learn, obviously in the Bible tells you, you know, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> Bottom line is like people are missing out. Like, yeah. Like, I hope I hope there's someone out there that hears this. Yeah. Like that I might that obviously like me and you know personally that may have like thoughts like you know that like it's it's okay to go out and have it don't be afraid like I especially as a white man. Yeah. Like it's not don't be afraid to have a conversation with it with somebody that's not the color of your that skin look like because it, yeah. you can learn. You can learn from each other. Yeah. Like um and like, honestly, that's what I love most about what I do is like, man, I, I, I met some really freaking cool people today. Yeah. Like, like, dang, these people have seen a lot. Like I've had one black woman. She was born in 1930. Dang. So think about, and she's like, like, she's so like good shape for her age too. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> but I told her, I was like. I mean, think about, I told her, I was like, do you ever sit back and think about all the things you've seen in your lifetime? Like you've seen the world change like five or six times. <laughs> and she's like, I know it's crazy. <laughs> like, you know, how it is. <laughs> but like to hear her talk about like what it was like in world war two, like she can remember being a teenager in world war two. Like, what? That was crazy. And then with like, with Dr. King yeah. and you know, like, then from then on out, like Dude, John F. Kennedy, she saw like, that. Like, oh, my all God. the things that it's just like insane. Like, it is. Um, um, 
Yeah. I got just to switch it up a little bit, just because I'm super curious, and I don't know why this popped in my mind. But what's going on with Wayfair? Dog. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to bring this up. I know we're on a serious content thing. And well, well before I don't know we, if it's confirmed though, is we, it? I don't know. Before we get on that, um, I just want to say there are people out there that don't think, you know, racist racism exists. Um and I just want you to know it may not exist to you because you're you never experienced it or no one you know experienced it. Um it's important to realize that, you know, I might not have experienced if you're if you're a woman, a man, mm-hmm. we've never said no. That doesn't exist. Rape doesn't exist. I've never experienced right. that. No, <laughs> like it's something you can't do. And I, I don't want to compare both of those, but that's just something that came to my mind. Um, but that's just that's just the nature of the beast, and that's part of what we've been talking about this whole time. But um, I just want to get that out. One one thing I I forgot to say I I wanted to say this while like maybe ten minutes ago when you were talking about something. Um, I wanted to make a point about how like much your choices matter. Mm-hmm. Like the choices you make and the decisions you make are so important. Meaning like, you know, for if anyone out there is listening that doesn't know like how you grew up, yeah. like you didn't have, you didn't grow up with the traditional, like, yeah. Um, like, like how, like you, your mom lived in can, your dad lived in Dover. Like yeah. They were separated. Like and they separated your, because one was a Browns fan. One was a Steelers fan. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It is whatever the reasoning is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my point is, like, you, like, the decisions that you made, like, you could have easily went a different direction. True. And I'll I'll bring LeBron into this. Like, LeBron, like, think about what LeBron had to do when he was, or, like, when he was, like, young, like, when we were. You know, have a place to sleep sometimes. Think about, like, the decisions he had to make. Like, he knew at 14, like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. When I was 14, like, I was just trying to play Mortal Kombat. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I, was, I was just We were getting about, spanked like, at Nationals, man. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. But exactly. I, I think, I think black, white, whatever, whatever race you are, your choices matter. Like, you have the choice to, like, um, you know, get out of whatever situation you're in or to better, you know, like, I feel like, People should always have the mindset of like, I want to better myself. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, um, you know, I've seen things on social media, like, uh, like, like black people comment on other black people. Like, like they're mad that they, they sold out. I'll say it in quotes yeah, because they've used other words, but, yeah. um, uh, for like leaving the streets, like they left the streets behind, yeah. like, Shouldn't you be? Shouldn't you be lifting that black man up because he's successful and he has a platform and he's educating people? Like, that's I feel like we're missing the point of like we should be elevating other people's successes rather than like, man, you're not one of us no more. Like you're too good for us. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, yeah, for sure. That mentality just sucks to me. Yeah, I, I like that point, and that's that's part of the the cancel culture as well. Just because simple fact of jealousy and stuff like that. You didn't have the, um, maybe work ethic. Or like you said, but you can, you're, what you just said can go the other way around too. You can be born into a great situation mm. and throw it away. Like right. <laughs> it, it, it works both ways. And that's one of the things that, um, you know, a couple of celebrities I was ta- seeing, like Denzel talked about that. If you, there's a situation we do it and you, most of the time it's self-inflicted. 
if you make a bad decision, you can always, you know, you can come back from it. I mean, some of them, uh, it's very important to know, like, look, no matter what's going on, I'm making a choice to stay away from this or, you know, avoid this or study and not do, you know, go out and party or just anything. Everything is something you have control over, even though you don't, you want to relinquish control and blame somebody else or whatever, right. or blame the system. That's easy to do that. Yeah, it's easy to do that. But, and I'm not saying I, like my life was like, oh man, like I had to, you know, you know, I did have to, I did have to grind, but I did also have positive people around me uh, that helped me right. and who, who poured into me. And I think, People, we don't, as a young, as a young people, we don't re, like look for someone to latch onto as much as we should. Obviously we look at like, Oh, Michael Jordan, you know, I have his poster on my wall. Right. But someone who actually is near you that can pour into you daily, mm-hmm. like with actual, you know, words or actions with you, like, or you're right. like, if you don't have parents, there's someone else that you can always, and just look for it. Don't wait for it to come to you. And I think that's very important to know. Like, and that's why I want to help out. That's why I like our circle so much. Yeah. Like with you, Micah, like we're always constantly talking, but we hold each other accountable. Yeah. You know, like we, like we see, like we see each other's success and that motivates us. Yeah. You know, like we're never, um, and I don't know if, remember, I don't know if you remember, but at my rehearsal dinner, remember I spoke at, at the rehearsal dinner. Um, and I spoke about like why I picked my groomsman and Daniel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it wasn't just because like that's who I was vibing with at the time. Yeah. Like, like every one of you guys was for a reason. Like, because I, I look up to every single one of you guys. Cause most, like most of you guys that I picked already had kids. So yeah. I see like how you guys went from like goofy friends that I, yeah. And now we're mature. Like it's doing father. I'm, things. I'm almost there. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, so, you guys are kind of setting the like paving the paving the way for me to like, that's how I want. That's how I want to be with my kids. Like, or whatever. I mean, yeah. that's how I want to be with my wife. Cause most of you were married already. Um, and I think it's, I think it's real important about like who it's like who you surround yourself with is so beneficial yep. to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree wholeheartedly. Oh, so, I was going to say, and also, the, the content I consume uh, is something. So obviously you can have a mentor or a parent or a teacher pour into you, but you also pour into yourself and you choose whatever that is. Um, you can choose the type of music you listen to, or you don't have to listen to music. You can read, um, you can listen to podcasts. And I chose, I would say in about 2011 is when I chose to change. Like I've never, st- I've still haven't made that the, the the jump to choose what type of the best food to put in my body yet. <laughs> We're still working on that part, but uh, I chose what <laughs> content, what content I wanted to consume and uh, being intentional about it. It changes your thoughts. You might say, Oh, I only like the beat of this song and I'll listen to the words. You know what I'm saying? But we all know that's false. Right. Like, you know what they're saying It's in your brain. Even if it's a song you don't like, there's been songs in my head that I hate. Like, that old Nelly and country song. I got, and they even, they even say it in the song. song. I got the song in my head. head. <laughs> I think about it over and over again. I just, like, <laughs> some of the stuff, 
you might not think you can control that song being in your head and just don't play it. Think about stuff that you can put like I I'm always watching YouTube. You know, I'm trying to learn how to do motion graphics or learn how to do this, learn how to mm-hmm. do that. I just I'm always trying to figure out something to better myself. And I think that's you know, obviously we fall into trap. There's a lot of stuff out there. There's pornography, there's um music that's talking negative, all that stuff you can choose to to deal away with or not. And I think that incorporates with your circle as well. Um so if you can do a holistic approach and try to just you know, make your circle or what you consume positive and stuff that's going to improve you and stuff you want to get better at, then I think a lot of the problems will be solved. <laughs> but, uh, but man, we, we, we out here talking, but um, I want to, is there anything else you want to get off your chest that you want to share? Um, Cause if, if not, um, I appreciate you coming, man. Uh, hopefully have fun on the podcast 99 miles an hour and i have hit eric in the head before um back in 2005 2006 or whenever that was uh, i had broke his i had broke his knees you know buckled him up with a curveball then i tried to throw another one the greatest curveball ever and it, it didn't do that it hit him in the head uh <laughs> right i got faked out so bad like i was in my stance like um and percy threw <laughs> percy threw a curveball and it obviously started right out at me. <laughs> and I immediately, like halfway, like halfway from the ball being to the catcher, I completely like, like spun out of the batter's box. <laughs> and it was right down the middle. I was like, all right. So I get in the batter's box again. Same. I can, I identified the spin on it. I can see the spin. I'm like, all right. So I'm going to stay in this time. <laughs> You know, this is all happening with like a millisecond, right? Because you threw it like 80 miles an hour. <laughs> and I stood there and it, it just hit me square in the head. <laughs> but he's still my homie, though. Man, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Thank God for helmets. But, um, but no, man, I appreciate having you on. You know, hopefully we can have you back uh, at a later episode. I'd like to come back and talk about sports. Yeah, I know. We didn't get to that. I want to talk about Mahomes' money. You know, would you say about uh, what's proof about uh, what's his name <laughs> getting his money from the Browns? Oh, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. What would you say? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was saying off air, like I'm like the with Miles Garrett getting. I'm and they'll be talking about this on the Dogs podcast. By the way, <laughs> they shout got out to. to the shout out to the Dogs, the dogs podcast. <laughs> um, I'm a Steeler fan, by the way. Keep going. Right, so this is this is what makes that point even better. Like I said, the precedent has been set. Like, if you an assault, if you assault a Steeler quarterback, you get the bag, man. <laughs> that's that's gonna What's be he the get offered five years, one twenty five, something like that. Oh my gosh, that's gonna be the new way. Like, <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> oh no. Don't insult, uh, insult. <laughs> Don't assault Ben, baby. I mean, he didn't get seriously hurt, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he could have. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you want to hear more talk about the Browns, you know, even though I don't really like the Browns, I still tune in because you know they entertaining. You know, Josh, you already do. Uh, but uh, yeah, go ahead and go ahead and check that podcast out on YouTube or whatever. But yeah, I appreciate all you guys listening. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> Nick Chubb is a uh, ninety-two overall in Madden. Number three, running back. What was Lamar Jackson? Like number, like overall? Like yeah. 95, was, wasn't he mad about it or something? Oh. Was he mad about it? I don't know. I thought he was. He ain't Pat Mahomes. 
I mean, I'm mad about my ratings in NCAA football 10 and all that stuff and, and the show. Like, just just Yeah, so, like, I bought the show 17, and you were like, what were you, like, 57 or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, do y'all watch any film or what? Do you watch me on TV? No. But, no, man. Uh I got to get home and, and stream twitch.tv forward slash Percy Garner. We're going to be playing Mortal Kombat, Valorant, or whatever it is. Um, but no, we appreciate all you guys listening. Make sure you subscribe, like, five-star review, anything. Everything that involves helping me out, I appreciate if you go ahead and do that. It's real easy. It's just a click, a tap. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't click a tap, I'm a slap. No, I'm just... <laughs> anyway, oh, I wanted to tell you, I was cutting the grass listening to Boys in the Hood the other day, and I was getting hyped. Mm. You may be thinking of old days, you know what I'm saying? Me, E. Will, how you feel? Anyways, again, I'm not going to say it again because he's going to make fun of me. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, tune in next time, uh, next Tuesday, that will be. Um, and uh, man, just get better. You know what I'm saying? Let's be better. <laughs> let's be better as a, as a people, as a human race. Let's learn, let's grow. Don't be a disgrace. <laughs> I think y'all